Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we're going to talk about something very tragic, the, the Buffalo Shooter and all the reasons why he uh, did this crazy crime. We're also going to talk about how this entire story is part of a larger narrative about gun control, about white supremacy, and we're also going to show you how most of the uh, the attention on, on this story is not organic, it's artificial. And we're going to show you several other shootings that happened but that are not getting the same press. Uh, after that, we're going to go into uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. And uh, we're going to find out that uh, <laughs> people at Twitter legitimately do have some of the craziest and most out there ideas. Uh, we're going to talk about some Project Veritas uh, uh, exposés, which are awesome. Um, then we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis. Just absolutely rocking it in, in Florida. He just passed a great bill. You're going to want to find out what he did. And finally, uh, the complete opposite of a good leader. We're going to talk about Mr. Trudeau, Mr. Dictator-in-Chief, and uh, how he is once again being caught with disinformation and how he's never going to be you know busted for it. And, um, you know, we're going to see about him. But um, we're going to cover that and more today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. Okay, we are back with another Tuesday news day, and this one is a biggie. Biggie. There's a lot of stuff to to talk about, and a lot of big things happened over the weekend. Mm -hmm. But before we jump in and have full-fledged discussions about the nature of racism and gun control and terrible crimes, Mm -hmm. Danny, how was your weekend? Yeah, lovely. I had uh, two families over at my house. Um, yeah, I saw. And I fed them, and it was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I made way too much food. I thought, like, I don't know how many people are going to be here, how much they're going to eat, and all that. But I had, I have a lot of leftovers, <laughs> which I'm pretty happy about. Nice. But uh, they had a great time. I had a great time. I was dead tired because I got way too much sun because it was actually sunny on the weekend. So I got like one heck of a nice little tan. But as a result, I also got myself a, probably. A, a slight case of uh, heat exhaustion. So I was like so tired Sunday evening. I was like done. I just, I, I, I crashed my bed. How about you? Um, I used to go to church. Yeah, no, well, I was still feeling, I still had my cough and I'm like, and Tori was mm. coughing and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to spread this around to people. That's a good like, idea. I just, I'm fine with it going to work because I'm working outside, but I'm like, yeah, let's not just cough all over the church. It's a good call. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that was me on Sunday, and then we had a picnic in the park, and it was great. Ooh, picnic. Mm. Saturday was basically just a trip to the dump because we had to get rid of a bunch of stuff, including your parents' old dishwasher. Uh, your, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah did that thing just stop working or did you just yeah work? it stopped working i just stopped working okay yeah like it would for a while we had to use like a little we had to tape a lego piece into the power button because it would just <laughs> randomly turn off after a couple minutes right and then yeah it would randomly turn off like 20 minutes into the load oh, okay and it wouldn't drain 
Yes. And so we had to like have like little buckets underneath the door for when oh, we opened sucks. it. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this is not working. Mm-hmm. So, and then of course, sad me. Hmm. The Leafs finished 2-2 because the refs called back a goal. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They uh, kept their streak going, which was okay, really sad. no, no, <laughs> no. That game ended 2-2. Fair enough, fair enough. That because game was stolen any, from any, you. Anybody who watches that game mm-hmm. knows that that was a goal. Okay. So, uh, I didn't watch the game. Can you give me a, like, 10-second kind of recap of what happened? Okay. So... Players coming around. Mm-hmm. Another player is like moving to intercept, but is not in a position to do so. Okay. He softly collides with a Leafs player mm-hmm. and pushes the Leafs player over. Okay. And then the guy with the Leafs player with the puck scores. Okay. But they called the Leafs player who got pushed over for a penalty. So they canceled the goal because you got a penalty? Yeah, they gave the Leafs player a penalty, even though the Leafs player fell over. Okay. Okay. So what, was here. The penalty, what was the penalty? What was the penalty that the they penalty gave was interference? Oh. I will. Even okay. He's the one that fell. Yeah. I am. I will find this for you because it's hard to describe. But when you yeah, you watch this video and you're like, that's what got the goal called back. It seems. It seems. Yeah. It's. <clears throat> it sounds like it, it was uh, it, it was just like a tough thing for them to do. That's the one? Yeah. Let's see this. Right. I'm curious. I will, here, I will put it. I will make sure that everybody can see this. The truth <laughs> must be shared. You must the vindicate truth. your team. You must okay. vindicate them. So this is, All right, here we go. this is the play. Okay. So, okay. This is the collision right here. So, oh, watch. so what's the player with the puck? It was the, yeah, a this different is, player. Tavares is the guy with the puck. This okay. is Justin Hall. So okay. this is the penalty right here. And I'm going to go back about two seconds. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, like, what the interference? But interference is like... Interference, in way? interference is purpose is when you hit somebody uh-huh. when they don't have the puck. Okay, but people do that all the time. In hockey. Yeah. Well, and, they, they constantly and body this, check each other even if they don't have the puck. Well, and this is, like, I wouldn't call that really a hit. No, not even. Yeah, and that's what cost yeah, us the gets, series. He gets, he gets in the way, but I'm like, okay, well, that's part of hockey. Like, you're yeah. you're like you're getting in the way of people. Well, and, of course, like, the position that they're at, the position that they're at, he would, if he was to stop Tavares from scoring, he would have had to trip Tavares. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been, if he would have stopped him, it would have been a penalty against Tampa mm-hmm. because he couldn't have gotten in his way. And so it's just like, this is a soft call mm-hmm. if you were in like game one of the regular season to sure. have this be like called back. And this was a game tying goal. This would have yeah. tied the game and they would have both scored two goals and gone to overtime. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm but like, they held it back and they held it back and we lost. lost. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. this yeah, is so. why we lost. Like, if we had uh-huh. lost four one, I'd be like, sure. okay, the like, Tampa was a better. We team. got yeah. we got outplayed, yeah. but 
we did not go to overtime and have a chance to yeah. win in overtime because we were outplaying them all of the second and all of the third. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if we had continued, we might have won, mm-hmm. but we weren't given a chance to. Yeah, that sucks. And I'm like, you can't, yeah, you can't have a series decided on a play like that. Yeah, and and it's like I hate I hate when a series comes down to a referee. Yes. Like if it's like okay, if you get a lucky bounce, I'm like that sucks. But, but you can't really blame the lucky. It happens. Yeah. I'm like I can't blame the lucky bounce. I'm like maybe you got lucky, sure. But when it's like referees mm-hmm. making questionable calls that cost you the game, it's like yeah. okay. And this is one of the places where the N- NHL really oh they behind to- other leagues. They don't have like the the replay in the same way that other leagues. Yeah, you have. can't. Like, I wish you could challenge a penalty. Yeah. And then, like, I was talking with this over my, with my dad, and I know that we're talking about this for a while, but <laughs> if you could, if a coach could challenge a penalty, it's like, mm-hmm. if the penalty gets overturned, then there's no penalty. Mm-hmm. If the penalty mm-hmm. doesn't, if the, the referee still finds the penalty to be worth it, then yeah. you get an extra minute. So instead of a two-minute okay. power play, it's a three-minute power play for delaying the game. Oh, okay, I see. And I'm like, so it's you still have to be like, mm, should I question this power play? Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth it? Because mm-hmm. that would be one where it's like, is totally this is this a yes? It is. Because mm-hmm. the Leafs still went on the power, like we still went on the penalty, and it's like if they had scored, then then it'd have been like, okay, so you called back a goal and then you gave them another one. Mm-hmm. So, I was. I was furious yeah, on the weekend. I could see that. I could see that. And like, I talked to my coworker who was a Leafs fan. He's like, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I was <laughs> fuming mad the whole weekend. I basically stayed in my room and pouted. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, but we that. still weren't as mad mm. as this douchebag. So, oh, yeah. from the Daily Mail, white supremacist 18 denies killing denies killing 10 people. It's just in- like. Did I really kill that? It's like, uh... You know, I mean, I was there. They have video footage. I live-streamed yeah. it on Twitch. I'm like... But I'm like, really? What is the truth? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, including Jeez. Hero X Cop, but he was a hero, who tried yeah, to stop him as he is arraigned after live-streaming mass shooting at Buffalo Supermarket in Black Area with the N-word scrawled on his rifle. At least 10 people were killed and three were reported injured after a gunman opened fire inside a Buffalo supermarket. Mm-hmm. Peyton Gendron had the N-word scrawled on his rifle targeting a score- store in a predominantly black area and shot 11 black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the county district attorney charged him with one count of first-degree murder. So uh, why why one count? Did you ever find that out? Because I, I found that really weird. Why, why would you charge someone with one count when it should be 10? I, I don't see, know. I just like... Qu- open question. Open question. We may, I, may, what, we I would charge, what I would charge him with is I would charge him with one count of first-degree and then, like, a whole whack of second degree. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he clearly went there with the intention of killing at least one person. No, that was pretty obvious, yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, the rest were crime of opportunity. Yeah. And, like, he would still be in jail for the rest of his living life. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, like, if they weren't in New York, it's like, okay... Do we just kill him? Yeah. I mean, 
like I'm 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 a big believer in like the death penalty. Oh yeah, the death penalty should be absolutely a thing because I mean yes. people like this there there should be a serious repercussion. Men like this, um, like the, there's no chance that uh, there's no absolutely no not even a chance. There's like they shouldn't be allowed back into society anymore. No. They forfeited that. Yeah, by kill by by murdering well, people. And like of course, like this person is going to be living off the taxpayer dollar until they die in prison. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to cost the taxpayers of mm -hmm. New York or whatever state that he goes to prison in mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands and probably over a million dollars. Yeah. And, and the, here's the other part. Like he said it was 18, right? Yeah. There is a possibility. I mean, I hope that that isn't, but I mean, just knowing of him New being York, charged as a minor. No, no, no. Well, he's not a minor. He's 18. Yeah. Um, but there's a chance that he could even be let out, like, I don't know, early. Mm -hmm. I mean, not early as in, like, like a year, but I'm saying, like, like, like maybe After 25 years, years. Yeah. 15 years, good behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that should never be no. the case for a person like this, ever. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, of course, President Biden says, hates, hates must have no safe harbor. A suspected oh. white supremacist accused of gunning down 10 people and wounding three others in a live stream massacre pleaded not guilty to one first-degree murder charge. Mm. He was barefoot, masked, and wearing a paper smock. He understood the charge, and he was not guilty at an arraignment Saturday evening. <clears throat> Yet, he had only... This is the only charge that he's facing. That is so bizarre. Yeah. With one count of first-degree oh, murder. Oh, like, I get why they've only... Okay, this is why. Wow, you got it? You got it? We've taken the necessary step to get him behind bars. That was justice. Getting that... First murder charge filed immediately. Oh, okay. So they're they're sorting out which charges to get him on elsewhere, like mm -hmm. on other charges, but they had to file that first one just to just get, get him the thing, out the of ball rolling. Get him get the ball rolling. No, no long like you know like delay before he's like thrown behind bars. Yeah. How are you like he's planning on pleading not guilty to all of them? Of course he is. Like what? Because he's a sociopath. Oh, okay? yeah. He's either a sociopath or a psychopath. There's there's two possibilities. <laughs> um, but, like, if he's a sociopath, that means that he, like, the ends justify the means. He's mm -hmm. just more like, okay, well, I know what I want to accomplish. And, you know, I've accomplished it. And now he's like, well, I want to maximize my chances of getting out. So I'm going to plead not, gu not guilty. I mean, of course he's going. Because he's, yeah. like, it, like he's, not, he's not thinking like a regular person. Yeah. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a few other things which we want to mention. Yeah. Um, so I think the so first thing we like, wanted to see, go through. Well, you see like a couple of pictures of him. Like, so um, like we just kind of went through a lot of them. The The fact that he's like dressed in military um, yeah. outfit, you should keep that in mind. It's very odd. He's like a military camo kind of like, you know, he's he's dressed to look like a, I don't know, like a the militant or like yeah. some kind of a crazy like gunman or whatever. Um, and then on top of that, he, um, like you, you saw, like, you know, like he has yeah, pictures with his family and with, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, you know, like he just seems like a regular kid. Yeah. But like, <laughs> this doesn't, I don't know, this doesn't strike me as the kind of person, you know, like, like this, but you know, seems yeah. weird. but yeah, go, go through. So this is like yeah, this a, is the timeline. A timeline that they created, which I think is helpful. So yeah, yes. go through. Yeah. So the first part, of course, he drives hours to Tops Market. Arriving mm -hmm. in his parking lot at 2.30 p.m., 
Second one is he exits car while heavily armed and shoots four. Wait, did they say they drove hours? That's yeah. a very specific thing to do. Like you're like you're not just like like going from your house, going like I don't know, like down the block, shoot someplace. He he literally drove okay, hours. Let's, let's see how far. That's crazy. Like that's a very intentional thing. Like did he did he plan to shoot this specific place? I think so. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Which is why I think they're immediately throwing on the first degree murder because it's premeditated, premeditated that he drove all that way. Because where is Conklin? Okay, so Conklin is there. Okay. And Buffalo is here. There it is, right there. So he drove this distance. Jeez. He, so, like, yeah. just think about that. Like, he he drove... It's, it's like me, like, getting in my car, driving to, like, what, Edmonton? I mean, just about, right? Pretty much. Yeah, like, driving to Edmonton, and then... Um, yeah, it's gonna... Uh, do Buffalo. We'll do it in reverse. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Three hours and 32 minutes. Yeah, that's basically like almost like driving like just a little bit yeah. past that. Uh-huh. Can you imagine that? Like this is such an intentional thing. Yeah. And into a supermarket of all places. Like mm-hmm. what the crap? Yeah. Okay, that's really, really bizarre. Anyways. Okay, so exits car, shoots four people in the parking lot, three of which die. Uh, uh-huh. Gunman then goes into the store and engages with people inside, including the retired cop security guard who shoots him, who dies. Mm-hmm. And then he works his way through the store. Total of nine people are shot inside, which seven die. And then, of course, he is apprehended by the cops in the vestibule as he walks back towards the front of the store, puts gun to his neck, but is persuaded to drop it. So he tried, like, he attempted to commit suicide. Mm. And then, of course, he's taken to jail. Oh, so he had a plan. He Yes. He was going to do a murder-suicide. Well, and that was actually what, um, like, because he had mentioned planning this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. From like last year, wow! And like the police, and like the police and the federal agents, mm-hmm. like went and checked on him, and they mm-hmm. still cleared him so that he could buy a, a weapon. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this should be like one thing which should disqualify you from ever owning a firearm is mm-hmm. having a plan. Yeah, you would think so. so. Apparently, this guy was also wearing body armor. Yes, he so, did. Like, he, like the security guard tried to shoot him, but then yeah. he got shot in return and all that. But here's the thing. Like, this guy, like, obviously, totally cold-blooded killer. Like, you know, this guy is a full-on monster. Yeah. But the the most interesting thing about this story is that he, he actually created a manifesto. Yeah, he did. Right? And that's the thing that, that I think has kind of added more fuel to everything, because that's where, like, most of their, uh, most of the conversation on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously like one thing that's now you have to think here, most of the time, whenever a shooting happens in the States, these happen, you know, semi-regularly, Yeah. but then, then the news media, particularly the leftist, like uh, legacy media, yeah. they make a decision. Is this convenient for the narrative for that we want to say, yeah. or is this not like that? Remember that uh, story of those two girls that hijacked that 
Oh, uh, the, Uber? The, 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 yeah. It was like two black girls, teenage yep. girls. And that guy was and like, they uh, wanted to go for a joy ride and they took him for a ride and he died. Yeah. And, and they, they flipped cared, the car and killed, they they killed the car him. and killed him. And they cared more about getting their phone than the fact that yeah. they just killed the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course the media obviously talked about it for a bit, but then they buried that story Yeah, because it wasn't convenient or that, that guy, that kid in, I forget where it was. It was like maybe Texas where he, sh- he went to a school, shot up a couple people. Oh yeah. And then got almost released almost immediately. The next day. Yeah. He got yeah. on bail. Yeah. And that was like, that again, that was buried by the police or by the, the news media. Because well, it was, his uh, bail was actually celebrated by the media. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, he was bullied. And so that was a rationale for this. And it's like, every school shooter is going to claim that they were bullied. Just the, uh, because he's black Columbine. does not. Oh, yeah. The Columbine shooters, they claim they were bullied. But that was not a you know, proper not a rationale for committing an atrocity. Exactly. But as and, you were saying, yeah. as I was saying, he wrote a manifesto. Now here is where it it gets really bizarre. So up until now, we've talked about how uh, this shooting was a like obviously with it seems it follows all the all the the usual uh, you know tools like okay somebody planned the shooting they. They went and they they had a whole plan of how they were going to carry yeah. it out, and they just kind of. It is this a lot of people have done this? Like the there's the uh, the guy who shot up that um, the church, um, I think in the on the eastern seaboard. He yeah, he shot up a, he shot up a, sh- a church, and he had a plan for it. And then there was other shooters that done the same. But he was interesting in that he was actually um, he actually wrote. A 180-page manifesto online espousing the paranoid white supremacist theory that people of color were replacing white people in America. He also refers to other mass shootings carried out to further racist ideology, like Dylan Roof, who killed nine people in a black church in South Carolina, and New Zealand lunatic Brenton Tarrant, who murdered 51 people in a mosque. So, A, here you have a copycat. Yes. Okay, if you want to talk about like you know one of the, one of the big talking points that they said on the news was, oh my gosh, we have to stop hate speech. Yeah, because you get this crazy free speech like, is guaranteed in the Constitution, hate but hate speech, free isn't. speech, yeah, hate speech is bad. So we have to. So they basically want to hijack this and use the use it for the narrative. In reality, this guy's a copycat. Okay. Yeah. Now the second part about his manifesto that I found really interesting is the fact that the he says a lot of things. That make him very kind of odd. Like, you know, okay, is he, what is he? Is he like a left-wing kind of like lunatic? Is he a right-winger? And 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 what he did is he kind of created a, a a perfect like fuel for the media to go in, take something out of context, yeah. be like, aha, he's a conservative. He's a Republican sympathizer. Yeah. And that's what they've done. Oh, yeah. Like, like there were, there were snippets of his, of his screed. Where he mm-hmm. openly said he's like I've moved far more like I've moved quite a bit to the to the right lately. He's moved and to that's the what, right, and that's what the media yeah. saw. <laughs> but then later on, he's like, "But I identify as a like radical fascist, like, whatever authoritarian <laughs> leftist." Yeah, and it's like they don't mention that. No, no of course not. No, no, that's too inconvenient. Yeah, but and of course, like this to carry on with the. The whole left using this 
to try and push narratives, to try and use this to achieve goals. Every time there's a shooting, they always push towards one thing. And what is that, Danny? Uh, gun control. Gun control. Gun control. So why New York's assault weapon ban didn't stop the Buffalo Massacre. The problem is not sneaky entrepreneurs who sell accessories, it's legislators who ban guns based on functionally unimportant features. Mm-hmm. So the suspect that killed 10 people on Buffalo that was used a rifle that was widely described as an assault weapon. Of course, that's that. Okay, again, this is important. You guys have to remember, this is a euphemism. Yes. These are, these are words that they created in order to kind of like, you know, stoke some kind of an idea in your mind. But these are completely artificially invented words, and and there's no such thing as an assault weapon. Mm-hmm. There's assault rifles, yes, and those are used in the military. Yeah, but what you they've done, not, they've got, you have to require a lot of, you have to go through a lot of processes to buy an assault rifle. Yeah, but the, there's no such thing as assault weapons. Yes, that's just a completely made up term that they use to be like, oh, scary, scary gun, gun bad, you know, assault that kind remote. Of thing. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, for those assault mouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, go on. <laughs> yes. So, with certain exceptions that don't apply here, the category of file, that category of firearms is illegal in New York. Yet, the New York Times reports that the shooter legally bought the rifle from a gun dealer in Endicott. So, it turns out that okay. the rifle is not an assault weapon at the time of purchase, in that it became an assault weapon after the shooter tinkered with it. The details of the situation <laughs> illustrate how arbitrary and ineffectual bans like New York's are. Mm-hmm. So, their bans, which was hurriedly passed in response to the Sandy Hook massacre. Mm-hmm. So, assault weapons include semi-automatic rifles that accept detachable magazines and have one or more of seven military-style features. We can trust mm-hmm. the photograph of the online manifesto. The rifle he bought out a pistol grip, which is one of the prohibited features. So, why is that say illegal? So, it says the person who had this rifle before me made it compliant with New York law by installing a mean arms magazine lock. So it See, meant like, that the it, rifle no it, longer qualified as an assault w- weapon. Yeah. You see, like, it, it shows how how little... Not, okay, like, Democrats, one of the things that... is they rely on complete and utter ignorance about guns. Yeah. But people who understand guns, and I'm not saying I do, but I know mm-hmm. people who understand guns, they understand the absurdity of this stuff. Oh, yeah. They understand, like, okay, this is just stupid. Because they're they're <clears throat> they're nitpicking little tiny things and making it sound like you know like you know uh, like the problem like here's the problem the problem is shootings like you know all these like big shootings are happening the solution ban guns yeah and and not even thinking about the like uh, you know like you're basically punishing the people who are oh, law-abiding yeah. citizens but you're not addressing the actual um, the actual people that are responsible which are the criminals yes. This is the uh, always the this is this has been done since the well, 90s. Well, and there's there's a reason, of course, that majority of crimes are done with guns that are acquired in a legal fashion because criminals mm-hmm. are going to acquire weapons anyways. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why the majority of what they call mass shootings, which is any shooting which involves three or more victims, whether mm-hmm. they're dead or not. That these happen in areas in which guns are heavily prohibited or banned. Like, the fact that the only person in that grocery store was the security guard. With a gun, yeah. 
was part of the reason why he was able to kill so many people. Actually, he actually said in yes, his manifesto that the reason why he sh- he chose Buffalo, New York, is because he he was confident that there would be almost no people there that with guns that would be able to stop him. There's a reason why, and I and I said this to a guy, and my uh, the tenant at my mom's house. I explained to him like you know that the vast majority of shooting happen mm-hmm. in gun-free zones. Yeah, in areas where you're not technically allowed to bring guns. Because the shooters are like, well, I'm, I'm, this is you know, just I got no like, opposition. Well, yeah, it's, it's just open season. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. make a whole, whole whack of like, you know, victims very mm-hmm. easy target. Yeah. Hmm. And there are plenty of stories in which you have people, when they actually are armed, are able to stop them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll always remember there was after the, the church shooting in Texas a few years back. Where the yeah, guy was stopped with a gun. There was a sign, yeah. I believe it was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And there was a sign that this church put up. And it's like, our parishioners are armed. Like, don't interrupt our service. <laughs> it's like, okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yes, but unfortunately, gun control was not the only narrative that was pushed as a result of this shooting. Hmm. So, <clears throat> Fox News is Tucker Carlson under fresh scrutiny after Buffalo mass shooting. The incendiary. This is, of course, from NBC News, so you can tell they so you know the language is totally carried. Yep, yeah, the incendiary cable news host was drawn criticism for promoting the promoting the great replacement theory. Ideas apparently espoused by the suspects in the Buffalo shooting. So, Dr. Carlson is facing intense scrutiny from extremism experts, media watchdogs, and progressive activists who said that there is a link between the top-rated host great replacement rhetoric and the apparent mindset of the suspect in the weekend's deadly rampage in Buffalo. So, as it, as we said before, he wrote a manifesto espousing the white supremacist Great Replacement conspiracy theory, elements of which Carlson has, quote, pushed on his weeknight show. Now, we are going to address this right after we had talk about this Washington Post article. So, Great Replacement theory is ignorant, both mm-hmm. broadly and narrowly. So mm-hmm. the simple and obvious reason that immigrants want to come to the United States is that America is the land of opportunity and the land of freedom. This affirmation is generally subjective, but yes, the U.S. is historically a magnet for the world's population, offering freedom and the chance of economic improvement. The reasons former people come to, from Central America and Mexico to the United States, or for, then from Canada, should be obvious to anyone who has passed or taken a fifth grade social studies class. But immigration from Central America and Mexico, involving as it often does non-wealthy, non-white people, provides a good opportunity for scapegoating. White nationalists mm-hmm. demonize immigrants as a way to build power. So did Donald Trump, who ran for president in a platform predicated on keeping immigration in check. That's not true. As the election approached, Trump hinted that his election was the only thing standing between the Republican Party and a permanent political doom because he claimed Hillary Clinton would grant immigrants citizenship and they would vote Democratic. It's an invocation of what is now common, sanitized version of the Great Replacement Theory, the claim that elites are intentionally stoking immigration to bring a more pliable electorate to the country. It's a claim that is common on the fashion, on the racist right-wing fringe, but half Republican also thinks there's some validity to the idea. Yeah, including me. Yes, it's I mean, not like this... because of it's not because they're replacing. Like we're not, we're not afraid that the white race is going to be replaced or eliminated or taken over. No, no. We're simply saying that because liberals and leftists want to give voting rights. Mm-hmm. To 
new immigrants, especially the illegals, mm-hmm. then they are building a voting block that yeah. will all that will exception vote with exceptional numbers for their side. And so if they are allowed to give those people voting rights, mm-hmm. then you will instantly swing all elections to your side. And the funny thing is about this, I mean, I don't have the source in front of me, but I've seen people that have gone through them. Like, we didn't even get this from just... These were these theories were actually like, said out loud. Yeah, they they actually said, yeah, that's what we want to do. Yeah, we we have every intention of like you know push like push but you know like uh, utilizing yeah. like immigration mm-hmm. as a way to, to like establish our, our voter base. That was not at all like a, no. a, a like the right wing was like not trying to like you know, like create like you know oh, but this is the thing like the. The left has created this new thing. It's the big boogeyman. Okay, the boogeyman is the oh conspiracy theory. But we all we all saw how played out during COVID. COVID was like just the, the worst time for like the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like like we said, like the the only thing that's the only thing separating a conspiracy, conspiracy theory and the six months is basically six months, and that that proved to be so true. Yeah, and once again. This is what they're doing. Like so again, you have to remember what the, the left wing media tries to do whenever this stuff comes up is they they go straight for gaslighting. Yeah, they gaslight you. They tell you you're crazy. Yo, that's just you're just crazy. You're imagining thing. Oh, you little nut job. Oh, you little scam. You're just you know? a racist right wing fringe. Yeah, exactly. But like, remember they did the same thing with uh, COVID. They're like, you know, like oh no, like no, like the mask. Totally. Like, but then, like, look at CRT. When people started saying, like, oh, they're teaching CRT in schools, they're like, oh, that's just crazy. No one's trying to, like, teach you CRT. Or, like, oh, we're trying to indoctrinate children. Oh, that's crazy. No one's trying. I'm like, come on. This yeah. is this is our playbook. Yeah. They always try to do this. And they're going to do the same thing with uh, with this. Because what, what happens is they clearly are doing this. Yes. But they want you to think you're crazy for thinking yeah. so. And so this this is like I don't know it's crazy how how often they lean on this and I hate to say it but way too many uh conservatives fall for it. Yeah. They they fall for like oh wait I can't that can't be true because look it's it's conspiracy theory. And yeah. It's totally like made up and it's like no, come on. Like yeah. you can't trust the left wing. They, you they, can't you know just they... believe that because they attach the the byline of conspiracy theories to it that it's automatically untrue. Yes. It's like you should do your own research. You should do your own fact finding missions. Mm-hmm. And you should say, okay, based on what I've discovered, based on the information that I've gleaned, this is true. And this is not. And the completely biased and partisan phrase of conspiracy theory, which they only attribute to right wing mm-hmm. things, has no basis in reality. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've addressed many of these things. We've addressed yeah. the f- the fact that oh, it's a conspiracy theory that the vaccine is causing myocarditis. That's not a conspiracy yeah. theory. Oh, it's no, a it's conspiracy not. theory that lockdowns were more harmful than good. That's not a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Like it's these fact. things are, these things become fact because they only call them a conspiracy theory because they don't want the public to know. And like yes, great replacement. 
is based, like there is a legitimate theory of white replacement or great replacement. It was put forth by a French philosopher and he himself was a racist because his theory was, okay, they're literally just trying to replace the white race and we have to stop them from replacing the white race because the white race is intrinsically better. That's Mm -hmm. not what conservatives, that's not what Tucker Carlson believes. It's simply because the Democrats and the left have said, we are trying to get people into the country or we're trying to make illegals into a permanent voter block so that we can shift the balance of power in our nations. And so here's the other thing. Like, okay, we talked about the euphemism of assault weapons. Mm -hmm. That does not, that doesn't exist. That's a totally made up term just to like fool, like, you know, I hate to say it, like very gullible people, but, but the conspiracy theory, that's a, that's a term. It's meant to be a term that 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 stokes stigma. Yeah, bad, bad. This is bad. And the term is designed to be intentionally designed to be. Um, uh, it, it, it's designed to create a false equivalency. Yeah. Okay. So truth and conspiracy. Of, well, like you know, like okay. So there's people who believe that, like you know, everyone is a lizard person. Yeah. Okay. There's a difference between somebody who believes that COVID is not the world-ending disease that they claim, that they claim it to be and somebody, and who, believes somebody who believes that there's lizard people that are like living in the sewers and yeah. are going to take over society but to them these are one of the same and yeah. this is the trick that they pull well, that's what they try to conflate yes they, they basically try to like inflate oh like they're all the same so when you think of people who are saying these things Think of the really crazy people. Yeah. Think of the, the people who are completely nuts. They did the same thing with anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Like, right. Like there's people who will legitimately have concerns about the vaccines mm-hmm. and how, what, what's going on with them. Like, you know, are they safe? Are they not safe? All, like, you know, all this stuff. Right. And then, and then they want you to think, Oh, remember those crazy people who told you like vaccines, you know, like uh, have microchips and yeah. they want to control your thinking and all this kind of stuff. Remember those people? Yeah. These are like them. They're all the same. Uh-huh. It's it's oh, yeah. word games. Well, yeah, it was the the conflation when it came to anti-vaxxers. They're like, they're ex- the anti-vaxxers for COVID are exactly like the anti-vaxxers for other ones. And it's like, do you also believe that like vaccines cause autism? No, we no. don't, because there's a lot of research that says that vaccines don't cause us a- autism. Yeah. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Just because we're not associated with that crowd. Even though you would love for us to be associated with that crowd, does not make our points any less point any less valid. Yeah, and 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 going back to the the shooter in here, like you know they they want they want so bad to accuse him of, of being a white supremacist because they're trying to push the narrative that white supremacy is the greatest threat, the greatest mm-hmm. threat to all black people and all Americans everywhere. Yeah. When in reality, like the reality is so much lower. Yeah. That uh, the majority of like homicides, like you know, in the states are black people. Yeah, not our white black people. on black crime. Yeah, and and that and they'll like, never talk about that. it. No, and of course they won't. Like we we didn't mention this, but Biden, of course, visited Buffalo today he to did. talk about how white supremacy was the scourge of all evil in America. Uh, almost, uh, almost immediately he did. Yeah, yeah. almost immediately. And thank, like, thank goodness for Peter Ducey, <laughs> best reporter in the White House. Yeah, and he's asking great. the new White House press reporter, who is more mm-hmm. focused on her race and gender than mm-hmm. she is on actually doing a good job, in which she's terrible. Okay, and I think Matt Walsh, just a little aside, 
Matt Walsh made a great observation. Yeah. He's like, like the fact that she's the first one the first... means nothing. I mean, and if she's, she's not good at her job, that's basically a completely meaningless, like, you know, accomplishment. That's not even yeah. an accomplishment. It's like you were put there specifically for like these external characteristics, not because you are mm-hmm. the best what you do. And yeah. you said Jackie Robinson's a exactly. great example of that. He yeah. earned this chance to be the he first black player. He wasn't a token. He wasn't just a token. He was a black good player. player. And and I hate to say it, but like the, the she's press a secretary, token. she's a token black secretary. Like, you know. Yeah. Only because of her external stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But and Peter Ducey was like, okay, well, he couldn't find the time to go to Waukesha. Mm-hmm. And Waukesha was a black supremacist. Like yeah. This guy in this shooting was a white supremacist. That guy was a black supremacist. The yeah. media, as soon as they found out that he had black supremacist intentions, quashed mm-hmm. the story. They oh, will be talking about this story for weeks. Oh, and they had like, they, they, and it was like several news outlets started saying, a van has run over people. Yeah. Like, you know, a mini a SUV has is SUV plows through crowd of Christmas parade goers. And it's like, yeah. That's not possible. It's like Herbie on like Herbie, Herbie yeah. just lost it and yeah. decided to go nuts. Bumblebee from the Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Transformer, like you know, vehicle run over. Yeah. But it, it's 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 this kind of stuff that makes me realize that the media is is intentionally dishonest. Yes, they're not not that people always like like to couch it and say like, oh, they get things wrong sometimes. No, there's a difference between getting it wrong. And intentionally manipulating the presentation of the message and intentionally obscuring details that are inconvenient to what you're trying to accomplish. This is propaganda. Yeah. Pure and simple. And our, our, the majority of the media um, industrial complex, they're all about propaganda. And this yes. is why this is why you can't trust them. Yeah. That's why it discourages people from even like like you can't like this from the Washington Post without a heavy level of like, okay, what are they hiding? What are they not telling you? What what are they lying about? Yes. One thing I always find amazing, none of the people who write for these organizations have any qualms about lying. Yeah. You would think that honesty would be a, a very big value. And maybe it was at some point, but it's not right now. They they will lie to your like through their teeth. Mm-hmm. And, and won't even miss a beat because they believe that the end justify the means. Yeah. Oh, we wanna we wanna get gun control. So it's, it's okay if we say a lie here and a lie there. It's like better better like you know like you know lie and apologize rather rather than like you know like mm-hmm. it's just that's their their mo. Yeah. Totally. But but here's the thing: these were not. This was not the only the shooting only over the weekend at all. And there was. This is an example of how they choose what to amplify. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the stories that happened this week. Yeah, go for Steven. Yeah, we'll just kind of we'll go through these first two fairly quickly. So 17 people injured in mass shooting on North Water Street Friday night in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheriff two dead, three hospitalized in Houston flea market shooting. Houston. Yeah. Yep. And then of course. From the blaze. This is the one we're doing a bit of talking about because this was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Hero pastor attacks church gunman with chair to thwart (laughs) shooting. 
It's the kind of things you fantasize about, but you don't actually get to to do. (laughs) So Pastor was instrumental in thwarting a shooting at an era church. The LA Times has reported the attack took the life of at least one congregant and injured five. Pastor Mm -hmm. Billy Chang was visiting his previous congregation when a gunman entered the church and began shooting. Chang jumped into action and grabbed a chair, striking the suspect and helping to subdue him. Churchgoer Jerry Chen told the outlet that he heard shots ring out from another room. Everyone had just finished lunch. Well, inside the kitchen, Chen recalled hearing what he believed to be gunshots. He was right. I heard one, and then I heard two or three more. He was just randomly shooting. <laughs> and then, of course, when he stopped to reload, Chang deftly grabbed the chair and swung at the unarmed man. <laughs> they were able to, Go, other man. parishioners were able to tackle him and hogtie him with an extension cord. Nicely done. <laughs> and, of course, from what it sounds like, mm-hmm. this guy was a... Chinese national mm-hmm. who attacked the church because the church was Taiwanese. This was just as racially and politically motivated as the other mm-hmm. shooting, but the media will not cover this one, especially not highlight that he is going after this church because it is a Taiwanese church and he is Chinese, mm-hmm. and the Chinese mm-hmm. have been led to believe that the Ta- Taiwanese are traitors to the country. And that they're defying the will of China because Taiwan is a property of China. Mm-hmm. <coughs> because the you mainstream live? media and the establishment is in China's pocket. Now, the one thing that they're not that uh, so this is to know, like you know, first of all, this guy could have killed more, like except for the heroic actions of this pastor. Yeah, like, he was stopped. Now, okay. So here's the thing, like, the, do you notice, like, in that story, like, Stephen, like, the Blaze media story? Not yeah. that I'm saying, like, Blaze is, like, trying to, like, uh, obfuscate, but, like, uh, notice how they didn't say the name of the guy. Yes. They just said a stage. Now, do you know what his actual name is? Mm, no. David Chow. What does that sound like? <laughs> it's an Asian name, clearly. And, mm-hmm. uh, and here's, there's another story from MSN, like, that NBC News. Mm-hmm. And they actually said, it's a Taiwanese church, but did they say that in the Blaze article? Uh, no, I don't think they say it in the Blaze article. No, but it's a Taiwanese church. So it, it's like all these details that the media tries to obfuscate, like inconvenient facts, inconvenient truths, things like that. Like the like people, like whatever people say, they always bring up um, like Asian crime or Asian hate crime. They're like, oh, Asian hate crime. It's like, well, who's who's committing like the vast majority of these Asian hate crimes? Blacks. It's like, well, we, oh no, no, well, look, obviously it's blacks, but but the left never says that. They will always, always try to hide the name of the suspect. Yeah. Why? Because the second you hear the name, you're like, oh, that's a black guy. It's yeah. like, yes, it's a black guy. Thank you. You're getting this. Mm-hmm. Like this is not the the the, the white supremacy. Um, angle is it's a boogeyman. Oh yeah, they did that in the the, the well, debate. And I think, I think you would Trump. I think you would agree that with me. There are probably fewer than fifteen hundred white supremacists in the entire U.S. Like legitimate white legitimate white supremacists. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, that's like zero point zero 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 one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. That is not a grievous threat to the nation. No. But yet the left would love to believe that it is. And mm-hmm. because they can highlight and associate Republicans mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. racism because they've 
like made these ten tentative connections in the past, and it's like, oh, anybody that has any association with white racism is mm -hmm. automatically associated with the right. Like this shooter actually said he hated Tucker Carlson and Fox News, and he hated Ben Shapiro and other right wing commentators mm -hmm. because he believed them to be. Uh, I think he called Ben Shapiro like the pig. Mm -hmm. And he call he said that he hated Fox News because they were disgusting corpo media. Mm -hmm. I believe it was something akin to that. So all of these accusations saying, oh, like this is caused by right wing extremism and it's people like Tucker Carlson, it's people like Ben Shapiro and it's other people like that that are promoting this white supremacist, white nationalist identity. No. Wow. These people are liars. Yep. And they will push any narrative to try and associate absolutely innocent people with the most vile and heinous of evil individuals. Hey, Stephen, could I, yeah. can I get you to do me a favor? Yes. Um, in real time. So go go to your uh, uh, Facebook. I just sent you a, a message um, with uh, with a new uh, an art, another article. So this is really interesting. Because, um, like again, here's the thing. The, the problem with these, and this is why it's very important to, to, to focus on the stuff. The problem is the media is, like, sometimes they're guilty of, of, of giving you false information. So, like, legitimately lying to you. But sometimes they even cover up information yep. that, that, that you should know. Okay. Like, here, go, go to this story. And, um, uh, go, like, in, in uh, I think it's like the third, the third paragraph. Go read that. Uh, the monster created diabol yeah. diabolical plan? The yes. monster created a dia diabolical plan to lock the church doors with his victims inside in order to lead what he thought were innocent lambs to slaughter. But what he didn't realize was the parishioners of the church that day weren't lambs, they were lions, and they fought back against the evil that tried to infiltrate their house of worship. Yeah, so right there, like, this is a detail I didn't even know. This guy had a plan to lock the people in, and he actually came in. So, like, here, first of all, they, they said that they know what his motivations are, but no news outlet would even say this. They're like, oh, yeah, it was a church shooting. That's all. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's like, no, this was like, like you said, this was like explicitly a anti-Taiwan Chinese national who wanted to like, you know, get, you know, get a little payback for the people. But then a little bit before below this, like, like uh, where does it say? I'm going to I'm going to see if I can find a part where it talks about what he did. Uh, where is it? The, 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 uh where is it? I, I was just reading it. He basically said he actually came in without actually. Like he was trying to blend in. Yeah, he's yeah, right, right under mingling with dozens of members of the congregation. He spent an hour mingling with them in order to gain their trust, and then he basically tried to. Uh, he chained doors closed. Yeah. He super glued locks, and he placed incendiary devices in several locations. Like if you want to give me a guy who is a a lunatic. Yeah. Okay. So the Buffalo guy. guy was bad. This guy was just as bad. Uh huh. Everybody was bad. This guy would have done the equivalent amount of damage, but he was stopped. Well, yeah. This this would have been like a worse shooting because I don't know how many people were there, but like, goodness, like he basically he 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 went in, tried to mingle, tried to like, you know blend in so people wouldn't know what yeah. he is. Then he actually went out of his way to lock them in, to cage them in, so yeah. there's no escape. Then he was planning to basically like execute them all in a, in a, in a pretty gruesome way. I'm like, goodness. 
like the fact that this this pastor yeah. was like able to stop him and do it with a chair was yeah absolutely essential. Well, and the thing is, there was that guy in uh, the the grocery store. He tried to heroically stop that kid, but he had but body armor. He, but he had body armor, so like the kid was able to like you know carry on. But this guy, he was he he didn't plan body armor, but he basically was able to. Like you know, he he was able to be stopped. So one one was stopped, one wasn't. Yeah, that's the only difference in the story. Mm-hmm. And well, these like the the, the kid was accounting on even a minor <laughs> level of resistance, whereas this guy accounted on no resistance whatsoever. I think he so, accounted yeah. on everyone trying to flee. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's crazy because like this is okay at the most basic form. This is racially motivated. Yeah. This is hatred towards another group of people, an identifiable group that the Chinese hate. Like Chinese have hatred for the Taiwanese people. Evidence here. This is racist. And this is the guy who had every intention to be every bit as as deadly, who drove from Las Vegas to California. Okay, this kid drove from like one part of New York to a, a different part of New York. This guy drove from Las Vegas. Yeah, even further. Even further, with every intention to kill as many people, if not more. He was just as much of a psychopath, just as much as a sociopath. But the mainstream media ignores him because he doesn't fit into their narrative. Now, we could talk talk about this all day. I know, I know. We could talk about this all day, but we do have to move on because we're already like almost an hour in. Okay, okay. All right, so switching over to... Elon Musk in Twitter. Elon Musk says Twitter deal cannot move forward until it proves bot numbers. Tesla Mm -hmm. CEO says fake spam accounts could make up much more than 20% of users. (laughs) So he's reiterated his claim that fake and spam accounts could make up more than 20% of users, saying the deal is to acquire the social media company cannot move forward until Twitter proves the accuracy of its much lower estimate of less than 5%. He's currently in the process of buying Twitter and it's estimated 226 million monetizable daily active users for $44 billion. If there's 20% wow. of fake spam accounts, while well, four times what Twitter claims could be much higher, the Tesla CEO tweeted in response to a report from Teslarati. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. Yesterday, Twitter CEO publicly refused to show proof of 5%. The deal cannot move forward until he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally makes yes. sense. Yep. Like, we know that there is... A large, oh yeah, massive shenanigans and a large component of Twitter users are bots. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it's very difficult, of course, to try and determine bots on a grand scale. Like, I was I was looking up some stuff about, like, that whole CAPTCHA thing. And of course, you can't do it. You can't make every user do a CAPTCHA every single time they log in. It's not feasible. Mm-hmm. Nope. But... They have to be like there is. It's much more likely that there is some corporate involvement. Mm-hmm. Like we all remember, of course, that conservative users got a massive boost, <laughs> like quite a bit when yeah. Tes- when he basically bought up a significant share of Tesla stock. Yeah, it's like mm, and, I mean, this is questionable. And I mean, speaking of like you know, and, and like there's a difference between conspiracy theories and, and speculation. Like there's there's evidence to believe. That some some shenanigans are going on because like a, a ton of like uh, uh, left wing users lost like crap ton of like you hundreds know, like, of thousands of users 
Uh, Katy Perry lost like what two hundred thousand? Yeah, what the I was like it was said. Which and is then, like, like other, of course other people. Yeah. Katy Perry does not use Twitter. No. But it it shows that like like something odd is going on at Twitter, one, and one and there's some here. very bizarre stuff. Yeah, what's going on? Oh no, I just accidentally nudged my HDMI cable. Oh, that's not good. This guy. But yeah, so like the the Twitter seems to be a cesspool of some of the most like okay, so it's it's a it's a great example of the ends justify the means. Yeah. Everything that they, they their whole philosophy is that our goals are everything. How we get there doesn't matter as long as we can achieve our yeah. goals. And, and that includes not even making money. Mm-hmm. They can they, like this is why Twitter has been really tanking yeah well like, there was a reason media. like yeah. twitter was losing money hand over fist prior to elon musk taking over a small percentage and then of course making mm-hmm. an offer to buy the entire co- to buy the entire company twitter what it's on its last do. legs yeah because like he can't like elon could never buy facebook he could never buy no. you. these are these are out of reach yeah these but are massive twitter, companies twitter one of the things that has basically plagued it is that they've they they have a really terrible business plan. Yeah, but they don't care because it's basically they just want to get want. Yeah, cares about the, you know, the, the they care the, more about their feelings and their desires and their narratives their than agenda, they do yeah. about their business as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it's and, like driving. Yeah, it's like yeah. driving a car, um, basically like like uh, like without oil and who, like who cares what happens? Like you know, yeah. it's like. I, I don't care as long as I get what I want. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. basically what they're doing. Yeah. But, and of course, this is made fairly obvious from Project Veritas. So they had a Twitter engineer recorded saying, Kami as staff censors the right. So a senior Twitter engineer has been secretly recorded admitting the social media giant is censoring the right and that he as his coworkers are Kami as F. Just Twitter say Kami not, AF. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter does not believe in free speech. Siru. Marugasan said in a series of hidden camera clips released late Monday night by Project Veritas. Good for Project Veritas. Good job. So Musk believes in free speech, added Marugasan, who claimed that many of his colleagues hate what might happen if Tesla's founder on hold or the founders on hold $44 billion takeover goes through. Some of my colleagues are super left, 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 left. Can you put it on uh, the video? I don't think the video. Oh, yeah, there is. Over there. How long is the video on here? So do you think there's a difference between Twitter's definition of free speech and Elon? Left, left, left. There it goes. You know how John hate it. Some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. You know how jobs are at He's a capitalist. So we weren't really operating like capitalists more. We were very socialist. Like we're all like communist. I basically went and worked like four hours a week last quarter. Four hours a week. It's like mental health and stuff. Everything. Like if you're not feeling it, you can take a few days off. People take a month off. I don't know if the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. Right there. Right there. Yeah. So basically, like, oh man, like the the stuff that I was saying. Oh yeah. Uh, Right? Like he's basically saying, like, you know. The work, okay, the work culture. Like, he basically said, like, you work four hours in yep. a week. Mm-hmm. Like, can can you get away with working four hours a week, Stephen? 
Well, like, nobody can. And of course, this, this I think he said that his average yearly salary was like $140,000. It was something ridiculous. Like, he's getting salaried. But that the entire culture is like, oh, mental health is super important. Like, this sounds like a, like, you know that, you remember that video of that girl who was like the, the millennial who was applying for a job and it was like the most cringy thing ever, like asking, a, yeah. uh, talking to a guy. And everything about it was like, you know, like, um, yeah, I can't do that early. I like if 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 it's all okay with you, I work best at ten fifteen. It's like I don't think this is gonna work for us. <laughs> yeah. But this is like this is what this company is doing. They're treating these people like like children. Oh yes. Like they can't handle like a little bit thoroughly of thoroughly entitled thoroughly entitled children. Yeah. And they're worried for their jobs and stress eating because yeah. Elon Musk is threatening to take over good. Yeah. Because people I mean, that have that are that lazy, yeah. and like what they're saying, it's like, oh yeah, it's run like a bunch of socialists. This is how the elite operate in socialism. This is not how the working yeah. class operate in so, operates in socialism. In it's socialism true. and communism, if you only work four hours a week, they will take you out back and shoot you. <laughs> yeah, which and, is and, what a lot of these people want to do with Elon Musk. Yeah, pretty much actually. Like the, there's an entitlement culture that is so. Over the top, it's it's pretty crazy. And like here, here's the thing: this wasn't the only guy that was interviewed yeah. by Project Veritas. There's another guy that was also interviewed, and this guy was even more. I mean, this kid was like at least saying like, well, like you know, like, like I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if this is the best idea, but but he wasn't like totally against it. But he said like most of his other colleagues were like freaking super freaking out about it. Yeah, I'm guessing this is one of them. Yeah, so Twitter this guy was even worse. Yeah, Twitter exec mocks public ability to make their own decisions, attacks Elon Musk for having Asperger's. Ugh, yeah. So you knew when Project Veritas dropped a video, it wouldn't be the only one. Meet Alex Martinez, Twitter lead client partner at the Bird app. He bragged mm -hmm. about the employee's ideology preventing the company from ever being profitable. He's very mm -hmm. upset Elon Musk is ruining things by giving people free speech. According to Martinez, Twitter employees don't view free speech as something good for the planet. Elon is ruining the national order of things. Oh, I'd say, I'd, say the, I'd say it's the artificial order of things. This yeah. is the thing. When when the left tells you, like, you know, that something's natural or, like, you know, like for, for example, they tell you like that. Oh, languages, like, languages evolve. Like, when they talk about transgender language and all that, it's like, no, there's, there's such a thing as natural evolution. And then there's something like artificial evolution where you're forcing it. And I'm like, no, like the idea that this is natural, no, 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 doesn't work. Sorry, no way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, this guy gave just just as cringy of an interview as uh, as the guy before. Like he basically yeah. said, he basically mocked Elon for having Asperger. He's just like, well, he's like basically implying that he's that he's dumb. I and, love and I love how this is. He ref he like did a self own. Without knowing he was out with a Project Veritas journalist, he said it's like some group just trying to out the employees, like they're going on dates with them like this and recording them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then, what is this? And then the, the meme not smart enough to realize great. that that's what's happening here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and what are you? Gift? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh my gosh. Like that that this is this is the culture. Inside of Twitter, like Twitter is is infested with a rat. It's like a rat ship infested. Like you yeah. know, like it's like there's no there's no sailors. There's no like you know there, there's no like crew. It's just infested by rats. Yep, and that's it. It's just free floating. 
And the problem is, it's not Twitter. Twitter's just like an example of yeah, the Twitter rock. is the prime example, but Twitter but, is like yeah. So, Twitter yeah, is so, only so, a sample of what the left really thinks. Yes. And of course, like these people are revealing what they think and how they feel on hidden camera, but it's very mm -hmm. rare for the left to actually go out in public and espouse their ideology to mm -hmm. anyone who disagrees with them because mm -hmm. they want to censor anyone who disagrees with them. And so like, mm -hmm. yes, last night there was a segment on Timcast IRL. There was a leftist who came on the show. Mm -hmm. Like kudos to him for coming on. Yeah, cool. But he, it was it was so it was, cringy. It was exceptionally cringy. It, it it hurt. It did. Like it, it was painful to watch <laughs> because this is how the left thinks because they've gone for so long without anyone challenging their narrative. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have a segment from the Timcast IRL show last night, which highlights this, mm -hmm. and it is glorious it, it, and horrifying. Prepare your time. prepare yourselves. Yep. That's all I can say. <laughs> so I think this is Matt Matt Binder is this guy's name. This guy's uh, associated with uh, also Sam Cedar, the guy oh, who uh, yeah. crashed yeah. the uh, the Louder with Crowder podcast. Yeah, that guy's a mm -hmm. twat. Let's mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. see what goes on here. Right. So there would be no punishment. Let's let's talk about the or misgendering B, policy. There would then be misgendering policy. Right? Misgendering policy. Yep, that's Twitter's policy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and yep. it's it's biased against conservatives. How is it biased against conservatives? Conservatives don't agree with the concept of misgendering. I mean, not a single one, right? I mean, it's basic respect, if you ask me. No, it doesn't matter if I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, that's if you ask you coming from a left-wing perspective, sure. right? But, but it's sure. not. A, I'm, I'm not making a moral statement. I'm sure. saying conservatives don't agree with the concept of misgendering, right? That's a fact. I mean, maybe there are conservatives that don't. I mean, that do agree. Well, but I mean, do you think conservatives <laughs> agree with the concept of misgendering? I mean, vast majority, yeah, sure. You think ah, they, they agree that misgendering? No, no, they agree that they should have the right to misgender someone. Right, they don't believe it exists. <laughs> you, you view it as they think they should uh, be allowed to, but conservatives don't think it's a thing. Right. right? So you've got, sure. you've got how many, with 74 million Trump voters, I'd say the overwhelming majority are like either don't know what it even means, or if you look at the staunch conservatives would outright say, well, it's we have not to, possible. we have to, we have to be very specific here about, I'm, I'm all for someone learning and understanding and using the wrong language. I mean, I know my people language. on the left, I do myself. Sometimes I use the wrong pronoun or whatever for someone who, uh, you know, does not identify as that gender. And if someone's coming at it in good faith and not meaning to, you know, to harm somebody or be, you know, be, well, uh, look, 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 that's, that, 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 I don't want to deviate too much. I mean, I mean, I mean the, the issue but is, you brought up that there's conservatives who don't even know that's a thing. Now, if one of those conservatives does that thing on Twitter and then someone's just like, hey, you're misgendering me, and then they're just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, dude. or just, or just, dude, I mean, people say dude all the time. And Zuby got banned for it. He got a suspension for saying, yeah. okay, dude. Well, with the, so in, in what context did he, he say was, it, though? I mean, were, Zuby's he, not he, someone who doesn't know what misgendering is. He's someone he who clearly knows. He wasn't misgendering. He was saying dude in, a, in an informal context, like we say, I okay, mean, dude. I mean, I see this. Here's the point. Here's the point. You're making moral statement. I'm, making more, I'm not making a moral statement. We know conservatives don't agree. We know the left does. Twitter has a policy that the left agrees with the right doesn't. Therefore, Twitter has a policy biased against the right. That's 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 a, a simple fact statement. I mean, if you're some if you're coming from if you're coming from the position that um, if you don't agree that this is a thing, I mean, well, that, or, then I mean, tw Twitter is saying it's a thing. Like it's their platform. They're saying this right, is a right, thing right. on you're our platform. You're misunderstanding. How am I misunderstanding? It, it does. It's not. I'm not making a moral statement. Okay. I'm not saying Twitter is right or wrong. Twitter is well within its rights to have whatever rules it wants. Sure. Conservatives disagree with the concept. Uh, uh, progressives agree with the policy. Twitter's rules 
suit the view of the left and not the right. That's mm-hmm. simply put. Twitter's deciding to make those rules. I mean, I don't absolutely. Know we agree on that. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. So if conservatives mm-hmm. don't agree with those rules, Twitter's rule set is biased against the conservative worldview. I mean, there's all sorts of rules I don't agree with too, but that doesn't mean they're biased against my worldview. That's just what they decided. <laughs> I mean, to- the misgendering uh, thing is is clearly cut. Obviously, clearly. if we can, if we want to uh, nitpick, clearly. you can talk about the the various mm-hmm. right wing factions and what they believe. I mean, if you don't if you don't agree that trans people exist when they clearly do, then I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's. Oh my God! Right, right there, right there. That statement is like in a nutshell yeah. shows how out of touch he is with the other other side's arguments. He's like, well, if you don't believe that, like you know, fast people to tell are you, thing, like, you just don't, you're, you're just crazy. wrong. You know, like you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's like. I think late, later on in that segment, he actually he goes in and says, says like, well, then we should just teach conservatives to be less rude to trans people. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Okay, you know what I wanted to say all through that that whole little little section that they were going back because they like Tim Pool was like incredibly like oh he was like very Asian. allowing oh my yeah. gosh like he was just letting them off but here's the thing I was like I I I wish I could have said I was there if I was there I said okay what because like, he he just kept rejecting the label biased. Yeah. Like oh no no they're not biased they're just they're just trying to like you know like protect people and like this is the this is the word like yeah. like pretzel that the left gets himself into in order to avoid the the, the even even like the idea that they could be like oh they're, they're, we we can't be the bad guys we're we're good we're we're not the bad guys we're we're the good guys you know so he he's trying he's doing everything he can and he, and he does this the whole way try to avoid the label of biased. Yeah, because he's like, no, bias is bad, so we can't be bad because we're the good guys. And but here's the thing, it's Twitter. Twitter chose team. They're like team pronouns, team like you know, like reality. Okay, they chose the team. They're like, okay, I th- we agree with team pronouns, so we do policies that that pretty much agree with team pronouns. That's bias. You've chosen a side, and you are enforcing one side's belief system over the other sides. This guy can't get that concept, which yeah. is not a difficult concept to understand. But he, he either either he can't see it, which is foreseeable, like maybe he's that dense that he can't see it, or he do, he's intentionally trying with all of his strength to try to like obfuscate and make yeah. it like not a thing. And the problem is this is where we get down to. This is why we have echo chambers siloed. This is why the left will refuse to talk to the right. Because they can't have people thinking critically. Yeah. And when they do, they're so completely this guy sounds, this guy sounds like somebody stuck in a cult. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're in a cult. Like, no, no, my, I'm not in a cult. I'm 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 happy. I'm very happy with where I'm at. And the people yeah. are so great. That, and you guys are just and wrong. Wonderful. You guys are just rude and wrong. Yes. Conservatives and, and, and like yeah. other people that are not in my cult should just be in my cult and they should be less rude to me and they should yeah, stop yeah. challenging my ideas. <laughs> yeah, and it's can, crazy. They sh- like they should just confirm my biases all the time. We can have small disagreements that I might disagree yeah. with a little bit, but sure. if we have big disagreements, then I'm going to call you out for it because you disagree with me. Yeah, and, and the, the, the thing that was the most the most infuriating about this is that the guy, the guy just did not talk in an honest way. Like he, I, I don't know if he can see it, but he was not an honest person. 
Mm-hmm. He, he, whenever you try to like put him, put him into a scenario, he's like, well, I don't do hypotheticals. It's like, well, what's the specifics? I was like, well, those data points conflict with my data points. I was like, well, I don't know. I, I don't like being like being put into the corner. It's like, yeah, he's not or not like, this is like, this is not honest. No, or this, this is not an honest person. Exactly. This is a person exactly. who's in, intentionally trying their best to obfuscate, to throw mud into the discussion, yep. try to make it more complicated. And, and this is mm-hmm. this is why it can be frustrating talking yep. to leftists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. this goes, and this is, by the way, the, the reason why we showed this clip is because this view, the, we would need you to understand your enemy. And mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of these people are your enemy. Yep. Because they're trying to do things that are destructive. Yeah. What they're what they're doing deadly. right now may seem harmless. Like, yeah. oh, it's like, oh, like Twitter will will slap your wrist for misgendering somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fairly harmless. But what they want to do in a year, two years, five years, ten years from now is yeah. much more dangerous to you, much more mm-hmm. dangerous to your family, and much more dangerous to your mm-hmm. children. So this yeah. is a story from WFB. This is in Wisconsin. Middle schoolers accused of sexual harassment for not (laughs) using preferred pronouns, parents say. So the parents of three Wisconsin middle school students are asking the school district to stop a sexual harassment investigation. So one's already underway into their sons and clear their records of any sort of charges or investigation. They say that according to the Keele Area School District, the Keele Middle School students are under investigation for mispronouncing pronouns when when referring to a classmate. Last mm-hmm. month, the parents of three eighth graders were notified their sons were being charged by school district officials with sexual harassment. The section of Title IX prohibits gender-based harassment in the form of name-calling on the basis of sex. The mm-hmm. district claimed the boys were not referring to the students' requested pronouns of they and them. Mm-hmm. So Rose Rabideau, the mother of a student involved, told WBAY she accompanied her son the day after the notification to an interview with school officials. She told him the use of pronouns was confusing to her son, and she had no obligation to refer to the classmate by those pronouns. Sexual harassment, that's rape, that's incest, that's inappropriate touching. What did my son do? He's a little boy. He told me that being charged with sexual harassment for not using the right pronouns. Rabideau said the classmate only announced their preferred pronouns earlier this year and preferred those pronouns be used when identify them. Of course, him being 13, it's plural, it doesn't make sense to him, so I told him to call them by their names. Mm-hmm. So... It's not sexual harassment under Title IX, under their own policy, under federal law. It's probably a First Amendment violation. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly, if that's their theory, they're solely using the wrong pronouns. That would be a First Amendment violation, said Luke Berg with the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Yeah. So, so look at the look. Uh, <clears throat> guy that we just thought that we that we just saw on the uh, Tim Cast IRL. This is the the mindset. If you don't use my pronouns or the pronouns that they want, then you are the bad guy. You're bad. You're terrible. You're a you're a monster. You're you're disrespectful. Well, like, and of course, see, like this, what they're what they're equating, right? what they're equating sexual harassment in Title IX, they're equating someone with a molester. Yeah. Like that's how they're that's how these boys would be treated. It would yeah. follow them for the rest of their lives. Be like, "Oh, you were investigated under Title IX for sexual harassment," and it's like, mm-hmm. no post-secondary school would ever take them, mm-hmm. and it would hang over their heads for the rest of their lives. For what? Because 
a gender-confused child, certainly manipulated by this child's parents, who are abusive themselves, are trying to push for this so that they can feel special. And these students, because they're like, well, that's stupid. Why would I do that? Like, you're not a they, them. That's plural. You are, you're a boy. You're a girl. This Mm -hmm. is a simple thing. You are what your biology made you to be. Yeah. So, so the the problem here is that, uh, I mean, obviously we know what we know, we know this is all absurd, but like, let's look at it from their point of view. What they're, the people involved in this, like both the transgender child and the officials and all that, they're like, well, this is terrible. You can't, you can't, you have to treat, this is all about respect and all that. Yeah. No, this is all about reality. This is, mm-hmm. this is a reality cl- claim. Proof. You're basically saying, like, you know, like you're holding up a banana and telling me this is an apple. Or sorry, like, you know, yeah, this is an apple. It's like, that's not an apple. That's a banana. It's like, no, it's an apple, you idiot. Or else say it's an apple. Otherwise, I'm going to, like, you know, like throw the. Yeah, I'll dox you. I'll I'll throw, like, the legal system at you. That's what they're doing. Because this is always couched in the idea of compassion and being kind and all that kind of stuff. But then when they start getting this power, then the real motives come out. And it's like, no, you have to believe what I believe. Or else there's going to be the repercussions and punishments of incredible magnitude. These are these are incredibly abusive things. Now, obviously, the transgender child's not not the mastermind, but he's basically a tool yeah. for people who are, are really bad. He people. is the vessel. He's the vessel for them to use this incredible to amount of wrong thing. And and the whole purpose of this is to get people that. No one can, no one can, can oppose us. No, everyone has to believe this. Yeah. This is like, this is why it's a cult. Because mm-hmm. imagine, imagine like, you know, going to a, a Muslim child and saying, oh, you can't call him Allah. Yeah. You have to call him God. Because like, uh, otherwise you're, you're, it's offensive to me. You call him Allah. That's, that's absurd. Yeah. But that's exactly the same thing. It's mm-hmm. basically conflicting reality. The, the transgender um, side is saying, well, I these are my this is my reality. My reality my is I I want to be I I believe I'm a woman, and so in order to keep that illusion alive, you everyone else has to play along. Everyone has to participate, because anybody says you're not a woman, they're they're basically like like they're they're keeping that 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 uh, idea. They're, they're like it's so fragile. You need other people to play along. And so everyone's basically trying to play along to protect their fragile, you know, ego, their fragile, like, you know, worldview that they're trying to establish. This is basically this demanding people have to lie in order to make you feel better. Yeah. And, 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 and sadly, these are children. I mean, if there's adults who don't have the courage to stand up to the, the, the gay mafia, yeah. the LGBT, like, you know, like the alphabet people, uh, you know, like, you know, bullies. Yeah. You you think that eighth graders are going to have that kind especially, of like, Oh yeah, like especially if an adult tells them to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. Like good on these boys. Like I, oh, I don't yeah. know the full story, but no matter what, I'm like I'm behind them one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Like whether they did it on purpose or not. But here's the thing: a school, like even the guy who was talking on, on IRL, he was like, "Well, it's understandable if people are maybe they make a mistake, maybe they don't get it." It's like, but you can tell. No, he he had no place. 
for people who for do people it on who are doing it on purpose. Who they, they say like, no, I that's not true. It's like you cannot magically become a woman. Yeah, you're a man. It was like, whoa, you can't do that. That's you horrible. You're, you're a terrible person. You just have to be. You have to learn to be less rude. Right. But what they're saying, they're, these are these are true claims about reality, and yeah. they can't see it. They're so stuck in this viewpoint that they 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 just they can't even mm -hmm. acknowledge other other viewpoint. This is why it's a cult, because they're they've been indoctrinated in this. They've been totally brainwashed to believe that this is true, and and then to be and they're told anyone who disagrees with you is evil. Yeah, they're evil. You know, so it's it's incredible. But this is the thing that are this happening. So thankfully, not everyone is crazy like like uh, the people that are doing these things. Thankfully, there are there are some glimmers of hope out there, and one of them is Ron. DeSantis twenty twenty four. Yeah. So <laughs> Ron DeSantis it. signs law making it illegal to protest outside a private home. Mm -hmm. This is great. Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of time to talk about it. Florida protesters who picket outside a person's private home could face jail time and fines mm -hmm. under a bill signed by Governor Ron DeSantis. He signed the bill Monday, saying it was inappropriate for protesters to target homes and the legislation would protect residential communities. The bill comes amid a renewed debate about the limits of protests after demonstrators targeted the homes of Supreme Court justices. Mm -hmm. House Bill 1571 makes it illegal to protest or picket near a residence with the intent to harass or disturb that person in his or her dwelling. The newly yeah. signed legislation specifies that law enforcement must give protesters a warning to disperse before they can issue a citation. Those convicted could be charged with a second-degree misdemeanor. Amen. Yep. Works for that, that, That's That's common sense law. Yep. It's like, okay, you have a right to protest. You don't have a right to harass people. Mm-hmm. Makes yep. sense to me. Totally. <laughs> like, if you want to protest against, like, you can protest in public spaces. You can protest. Like public places, yeah. Yeah. Like, there are lots of places when you can protest, but. You can't protest outside a person's house, which is specifically meant to intimidate and to and threaten them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, I would be wonderful. I'm one hundred percent. Wonderful law. Mm -hmm. But as I said, can't talk about it forever. We would talk nope. about some back to the crap, back to the garbage, back to the crap, back to the dumpster fire. That back is to Canada. the dumpster fire that is Canada. China, military though. spied on Ottawa truckers' protests while Trudeau liberals suggested those claims misinformation. Oh, yeah. So I, remember, claims, I remember that. Yeah. Special forces surveilled over Ottawa truckers' protests were dismissed as false by the Trudeau liberals have been found to be true. Oh, operated an <laughs> what aircraft, are the odds? Yeah. Operated an aircraft that was equipped with surveillance equipment despite a directive to prohibit such activity. So mm -hmm. the directive instructed Canadian forces' vehicles to not fly over the demonstration, but the report says that leaders ignored the directive since the plane being flown was owned by a private defense contractor. The <laughs> amplification provided by the RCAF through this directive did not apply to these training activities, which are contracted outside of the RCAF. Hmm. Yeah. Imagine that. So Imagine that. as long as you use a private contractor, the military can act against its its citizens. Go figure. That's and you not know what? scary in any way. And you know what Trudeau said when somebody asked him about that? Like, yeah. you know, they're using military like aircraft or something like that, to spy on Canadian citizens, that's getting dangerously close to misinformation and disin... You know, like, like let's just face it. Our gut, like, our, our gutless leader is the worst at this. Yeah. He is the, the, the czar of disinformation. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. 
The things this guy, this idiot gets away with is insane. Yep. Uh, it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be the one who decides what you can see or what you can't see. Yeah, of course, we talked, we talked about it on Thursday. It's like yeah. the internet censorship bill and mm-hmm. the fact that in the House of Commons, the Trudeau liberals and the NDP just voted so mm-hmm. the opposition cannot, there shouldn't even be a question period. Yeah, we're going to censor debate on the censorship bill. Yeah. Makes sense we'll censor to me. Debate, censor debate on everything. Yeah. It's like you can't question the government. The yeah. government is those in power, and if you oppose those in power then you are part of the fringe and we don't have to answer yeah. to you. Sounds a little authoritarian to me, you know? <laughs> so, from the Toronto Sun, this is back in early May. So Justin Trudeau's disinformation campaign more worrisome than F-bomb. Man mm-hmm. who knowingly claims accurate news stories are false shouldn't be given the powers to decide what can be said online. Like Amen! Said, he's hey. done it before and will likely do it again in keeping mm-hmm. with his contempt of being asked tough questions or facing opposition. Mm-hmm. should be really concerned about his statements in response to the question that prompted an alleged dropping of an F-bomb. Mm-hmm. Trudeau was being asked about flights operated by the military flying over Ottawa for several days. <clears throat> the plane was equipped with equipment that allows for the interception of cell phone calls, radio transmissions, and sensors that would allow for the tracking of individuals. When mm-hmm. asked about this report and whether he was having the military spy on Canadians, he called it disinformation. That's rich, considering the military admits the flights happened and the Trudeau himself admits the flights happened. Uh-huh. Yep. What so. a freaking liar. Like a compulsive liar, right? Oh, yeah. Worst prime minister ever. Yeah, I, w- I would say the only other person in contention. And I, I forget. Who is the prime minister who made decisions based on his dog? <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Um... It was like William devoted diet. Yeah. William Lyon Mackenzie King. Yes. He was also the longest serving prime minister. He was Uh, all yeah. Longest serving. He, he got, um, where was it? I know that. Okay. Search for dog. Um, he's so deeply eccentric. He sought political advice from his dog, the dead, and even the patterns and shaving cream. Oh, that's very important. That's, that's the way to do it. And he was our leader <laughs> for a long time. But to be honest, like, consider, like, that's just... Apparently his, his dog gave good advice. Sure. But that's just, like, a, if that, I mean, all that, that just makes him foolish. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what was the original, uh, uh, Mackenzie? Like, uh... Like there was Laurier and there was Mackenzie, right? Yes. The two, okay. But I know Mackenzie. I remember studying him. He was a full-on drunk. Yes. And he would like he was drunk. He was constantly getting into like I don't know bar brawls and all this kind of stuff. And yet he still was like the founder of our country. Oh, you're not talking like, not Mackenzie McDonald's. McDonald, yeah, John Johnny McDonald. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So Johnny McDonald, like he was like he, like there's a lot of bad things about him. Yes. But even then, he was still a good. He was still mm-hmm. a good leader. Oh yeah, I mean Justin well, like, Trudeau has shown every in every, every aspect of him is bad. He is he is a dictator. He's a liar. He hates questions. He has nothing but contempt for his own citizens. He like I mean everything about him. He gets away with like like illegalities. Mm-hmm. He's an embarrassment to our country. Yep. He costs everything he does is for the good of others. Canadians. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a laundry list. This guy is like mm-hmm. full on wicked we could, man. We could spend days airing know, our laundry about his petty tyrants. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Justin but, Trudeau is a legitimate ass. Yes, but that's that. That's I wanted to highlight that, and that he claimed, "Oh, oh, you can't ask about the military. That's yeah. disinformation." Like, right there, man. Mm-hmm. Right there. Right there. He's clearly like the worst liar. Oh yeah. He calls other people liars. You, you can't. You can't. That's a plank in your own eye, bro. <laughs> right there, plank mm-hmm. in your freaking eye. But that's not the end of Canada's misery and stupidity. Mm. Canada will yeah. soon offer doctors assisted suicide to the mentally ill. Who should mm. be eligible? Nobody. Where have we seen this before? Where yeah. or oh, where have we seen this? Hmm. Uh-huh. Nazis. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Now, of course, this is a story that's almost this is almost two months old now. Really? Yes. This story was oh, published really? in April fourth. Oh, okay. Sorry, but yeah, <laughs> no, that's just like but yeah. That's- so then we talked about like last time. We are already at the point where it's like, okay, if you have a terminal cancer, then euthanasia is encouraged by our government, which is horrifying in its own right. Mm-hmm. Because then, especially when you start to take away the rights from terminally ill patients because the family doesn't want... It's like, well, that person suffered enough, so let's just, like, off them. Mm-hmm. So... Then it says you can't see depression on a scan with the expression of exception of dementia, where imaging can show structural brain damage in psychiatry. Really, all you have is the patient's story, which you can see with your eyes and what you hear with what the family tells you. Most mental disorders lack prognostic predictability, which makes determining when psychiatric suffering has become irremediable. Irremediable. Okay. (laughs) It's a tough word. I know, because it's like remedy, irremediable. Mm-hmm. There. Huh. Essentially incurable, particularly challenging. Some say practically impossible, which is why Van Veen says difficult conversations are ahead as Kander moves closer to legalizing doctor-assistive deaths with those with mental illness, whose psychological pain has become unbearable. Yep, that's not cool. Not cool at all, and... Yeah, we're we're one step closer to the suicide booths. Like we talked a few months ago about, I think it was Switzerland mm-hmm. that authorized this, like the three D printed suicide booths. Mm-hmm. Like, it won't be long. Yeah, if we continue along this path. No, but I, I think it's okay. I think it's worse than that, and I'll just kind of like make this really quick point. The reason I mentioned the idea of like the Nazis before is because I know stories. I've I've read the stories about um, doctors who show up in a village. They take all the mentally all all the mentally ill and all the mentally handicapped and people with like you know like I don't know like injury or whatever and they would take them into like this van and they're like oh we're gonna take them for some healthcare and then they they they, they wouldn't come back mm-hmm. why because they would like they would kill them because the, the Germans believed like you know like that oh we need to have the perfect race we they were a blind on society they were a blind on society we're like we're literally heading that direction we are on the press because you start. With the oh, we're gonna we're gonna provide like like the ability to die to people who are mentally ill, and once you open that door, now you've now you're opening the door to all sorts of atrocities. Yeah, because you've now given doctors the ability to to like you know to kill people who are who are like you know like depressed or whatever, but and and then and, and people who have mental illness and all that, like there's you're you're a hair's breadth away. 
from saying that, oh, the doctor gets to decide. The second you say that, you have now opened the door to doctor-assisted homicide, yep. where doctors can decide, well, this person, yeah, this person, you know, that they, they don't need to live and all that. And then they'll they'll take a mentally handicapped person and off they go. Yeah, it's it's just like the implications of this are horrifying. Mm-hmm. And Canada is literally heading down. Like we're 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 like the slope is getting steeper and steeper. Oh man, we're barreling down the hill in a you know one heck of a hurry. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, unbelievable. People but, ask us all the time, why is the flag upside down? Reasons beyond what we can yeah. count. Jeez, disaster here. Yeah. And, of course, Alberta is not that much better. Fate of Alberta decided in two days leadership review. One day. One day, day. so it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Alberta government could see a major shakeup following results of the leadership review, which will be known in just two days on May 18th. Mm -hmm. As previously reported by the counter-signal, Jason Kenney has promised to step down if he doesn't receive 50% plus one and all nearly 60,000 ballots were sent out and over 15,000 were returned. While recent mm. interviews have Kenny acting assuredly a clear indicator he's confident of his position, many dissenters with the party fear a shakeup regardless of the result and have called for a caucus renewal. In particularly, mm. MLA Brian Jean and used to be candidate Danielle Smith, formerly of the Wild Rose Party, have openly criticized Kenny's leadership. It's mm-hmm. one of the most important caucus meetings in history of the UCP's existence, mm-hmm. who only recently won his position after being nominated in December because if we don't renew it, it's going to be gone. Gene mm-hmm. also stated in a Facebook video that the standard for confirming confidence in the leadership review should be significantly higher, 80% or more. If we cannot wow. get a survivable number, he will leave. If he continue, if we cannot get a number that shows that he has the moral authority to run our party and our political lives, he will leave. It's mm-hmm. the honorable and decent thing to do. Smith also mm-hmm. voiced concerns that Kenny retaining the leadership of the UCP could create fracturing within the party, especially mm-hmm. considering that Kenny has stated he's been too tolerant of internal opposition and expects more unity in the future. sometimes harper was criticized for being too strong in maintaining that discipline but in retrospect i think was necessary to maintain the unity and coherence of our government party and movement if i'd made a mistake in the last three years perhaps it's that i've been too far too tolerant of public expressions of opposition oh yes that that's your mistake that that's where you wow i know right this guy this guy aaron o'toole was really bad yes but Kenny has not been that much better. No. Like, of course, we know the story of Drew Barnes, who is now an independent MLA, because he's like, no, I'm fed up with Kenny, with Kenny destroying the province and us no, not being able to say anything because we're not allowed to, because we're not allowed to express dissent. It's like, this is not, this is not a, a, pre- a, a tolerant, this is not a, a value that the UCP endorses. Freedom of expression is a Canadian value, but apparently, as long as you're in a political party, then you have to toe the line. Yeah. And that's something nobody... You can't get behind that. Kenny is a good example of the the undercover Trudeau Mm -hmm. type. Yeah. Right? Because Trudeau's like... He's not as open. He lets it hang out. Trudeau, like, he doesn't hide anymore the fact that he wants to be a dictator and he hates opposition and you suck if you question him and all that. Kenny is Kenny the, wants everything behind closed doors. He is the smiling liar. Yes. And I've talked to people at our church. Like, one, one, one lady, she works with, like, an independent school board and all that. And, like, he lied to her face. He yep. told her. He promised her. Oh, yeah, we're going to, 
you know, like I forget what the thing specifically was, but he told her, like, you know, yes, we're guaranteed. And then afterwards, after he completely broke his promise and totally went the opposite way, she confronted him. He's like, oh, I never promised that. It's like, you know how this game is yeah, played. Yeah, you did. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like, what the crap? Like, this guy is not, he, he portrays himself as this nice, easygoing guy. Yeah. But, man, he is, he is literally the worst. And here's the implications of this. For those of you who don't, who don't know or understand Alberta politics, like, we have seen polls that have said, if Kennedy is in leadership going into the next election, like, UCP will lose. They will lose. It's 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 not even and close. And the NDP it's, will win. And then and we'll connect that a worse. Kenny is bad, but the NDP is worse. The NDP yeah, but, is far closer to the liberals. Mm-hmm. And the NDP, like, the one thing the UCP has going for it is that they're at least somewhat fiscally minded and they want to promote Alberta's energy industry and have Alberta be at least moderately fiscally responsible. <laughs> yeah. The NDP doesn't give a crap about that. No. And the worst part is that like this leadership review was the uh, the place where people were able to make their voices heard. Yeah. He completely and totally changed the format. Yes. And and there are so many accusations of incredible shenanigans, mm-hmm. cheating, altered stuff. Ballot harvesting and stuff oh like that. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm gonna lose if if we do this organically. I have to change the format in order to make my and like the, the, the allegations of cheating are so loud that this no matter what happens, if he if he gets elected somehow, which I think will will happen because I nobody I nobody will actually trust it. No one's going to trust it, and no one's going to uh, like support him. I think this is going to be even worse if he gets reelected and he gets the fifty-one percent support that he like he's looking for, which is bare minimum. Yeah, like, like he's going like that's that's pretty much the end of the UCP. And like I said, mm-hmm. like they said, there's a possibility. There's a very strong possibility, and believe it or not, I would even support it. Like, there's a strong possibility the party could break up. Yeah, and I think it should. Uh-huh. At this point, you have a lunatic in charge. Yes, who is absolutely not committed to Albertans. He couldn't care couldn't care less about Albertans. Who's already committed so many atrocities and crimes over the last years. I'm like, no, I I can't support this man. Yep. I can't. And unfortunately, we don't have we don't really have a good option in Alberta if uh, he if he's reelected. We don't. It's yep. over. So we'll see. Tomorrow we'll find out. Thursday, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yep, we will. Yeah. So, prepare for doom and gloom. It is coming. Yeah. Be prepared. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's right. <laughs> you always enjoy that. Always <laughs> makes Danny happier. It's, it's a funny one. <laughs> it is a funny one. All right, so that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're following us on our video platforms, such as BitChute, YouTube, and Rumble, then like, comment, subscribe, and... Tell your friends that they can enjoy a good conservative podcast. Yes. Uh. <laughs> if you want to see our sources, if you want to see all of the, all the other contents, including specials and blog posts that Danny's made, check out theshrewddudes.com. Mm-hmm. You can also check us out on our various text platforms and social media platforms, such as Twitter, Gitter, Parler, and Facebook, which can be, the links to those can be found on our website. And of course, it's fairly easy. You just, Search up Shrewd Dudes Podcast and we'll come up. 
Yeah, pretty easy. And then if you're watching or listening on our podcast platforms, then of course don't forget to download and share this content with your friends. Everything promotes the algorithm. If you want to send us a comment, if you want to send us a question, feel free, we'll get right at it. (laughs) So, we will see you on Thursday for the Thursday live stream, which will of course be at 8pm Mountain Time, 10pm Eastern. It'll be on Facebook, it'll be on Twitch, it'll be on Twitter, and it will be on... Glorious! Glorious! YouTube. It's like the only content we put on YouTube. That's right. So come join the conversation, ask questions, be involved. We love it all. Amen. So here at the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we always like to remind you why be rude when you can be shrewd. Be shrewd. We'll see you all on Thursday. Have a great couple nights. And as always, God bless. Get at it, buddy.